Hello and welcome to the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast. I am joined here on a lovely day. It has been it's been a lovely weekend. It's raining now. It's mm-hmm. clearing out the entire earth for us, which is good. Uh, but I am joined here today with none other than a uh, fan favorite, Ian Dixon. We've got a wonderful, amazing episode planned for you today, and we've got a theme today. You know what the theme is, Ian? Is it metal? It's metal. (laughs) (laughs) Everything we're going to talk about today is metal as fuck. Every single thing. I've got I've got this I've got sheets of paper, reams of paper full of metal things to discuss. And we're going to discuss them all here today with a metal bent. In fact, we're going to scream the whole thing. We're just going to be like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> we're going to, that's, that's going to be the whole thing. We're going to have, uh, I, I wish I had more metal sound effects. Currently, the most metal sound effect we have is uh, this guy. I'm chained my D. Yeah. He's got the double bass. But, you know. <laughs> Also, the J and the D. I bet people uh, JD to uh, metal. I bet. You know, it's good rhythm. Yeah. As long as they lube up, I feel like it's a safe thing to do. Mm-hmm. If you don't lube up before you J your D to metal, there's going to be injury. Generally. It's just too fast. It's going to be a lot of chafing. Too fast, a lot of chafing, and like, you know, I bet you lose like um, feeling in you know the affected area before the mm-hmm. chafing happens and so you just keep yeah. going you keep going and then like eventually it's just like like blood coming from your <laughs> dick and you just you just keep whacking it you just keep whacking it i mean that's pretty metal it's pretty metal like i said <laughs> <laughs> this is the metal episode we're only a little bit in we've already got some metal imagery for you we already scream we scream <laughs> Um, so before we get into our weekend's activities, I, I kind of wanted, I think we should, I think it's only fair to cover because I, I didn't get too much info from you on this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have some thoughts about it. Recently, we, uh, in Detroit experienced an airborne toxic event and not the band cause they're not metal, <laughs> but you know what is metal mm-hmm. Canada being on fire yeah. and then giving us all cancer. Mm-hmm. metal as hell fuck yeah <laughs> so like you you were you 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 uh did you stay inside that whole time uh i mean yes and no like, yes and no I, I came and went to work so i was outside for brief periods of time but uh i wasn't like outside enjoying the, <laughs> the smog <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like like just the middle of last week, we had uh, Canada was on fire, and uh, the smog from it, the the wildfire smoke, the, mm-hmm. all the particulates drifted through Detroit. And for a day or two, we had the worst air quality in the world. Yep. You know, it's good to be on top of something. Finally, Detroit gets the recognition it deserves. <laughs> <laughs> and that night. Like I like I was out 
that night and like uh, I got home and I was like, you know what I want? I want some fresh air. So I opened up all my windows mm-hmm. and I was out late. So I slept in <laughs> and like I, I woke up like tired as hell, unable to do anything. And I was like, what's going on? Why is it so foggy outside? And I thought the best idea for me, like at that time was I'm not going to read the news. I'm not going to do any of that because the news wouldn't, when do you read the news and it applies to you specifically? Right. How often does that happen? Like never, right? Yeah. Well, it happened that day. <laughs> <laughs> and I had my windows open like all fucking day. Mm-hmm. And then like I go on social media or something like that. And you know, someone's just like, hey, isn't this crazy? Detroit's got fucked up air. I was like, oh. <laughs> I look it up, and it's like the worst possible air you can breathe. Mm-hmm. It's like basically just being a smoker for 15 years, mm-hmm. being exposed to it. So, yeah, I've got a limited lifetime, limited lifespan. And I could not, I was tired probably for three, four days straight. Yeah. Right after that. Couldn't help I mean, I'm, I always feel that way, so I wouldn't know if... It affected me or not. Maybe you should measure the air quality in your home. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you got particulates. Do you think you got particulates? I don't know. I probably still got the vitamin D deficiency. You're still vitamin D deficient? Okay. I had those vitamins for like oh, a month, like a year and a half ago. Maybe it did the trick, but then like, I guess you got to like keep up with stuff. Yeah, it's a like lifestyle change. Get into now. the sun and whatever. <laughs> I had D before. It's not. It's not like becoming bisexual and having sex with a man once. Mm-hmm. It, it's uh no, you 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 got to keep having the D. Yeah, you know you don't you don't just lose. You don't just lose the, like your vitamin D deficiency because you at once you were sufficient. I thought it was enough if I just J my D sometimes. No, you gotta just D the D. <laughs> <laughs> to J the D, I mean you know. I'm J my D. It is not. It is not sufficient for health reasons. Yeah, not sufficient for the health. But uh, you should get the athletic. You know, you know who does uh, offers a vitamin D supplement that lasts over a year, mm-hmm. and they offer it for free with every subscription. Uh, none other than Athletic Greens. That might actually be our most metal sound effect. Yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Athletic Greens makes your dick hard. Go to thescottcast.com forward slash AG and get your Athletic Greens today. It's metal as fuck. It's metal as fuck. And you can, you can, uh, don't be like Ian with his vitamin D deficiency. You know what's more metal than a vitamin D deficiency? Vitamin D sufficiency. Yeah. Athletic Greens. scottcast.com forward slash ag so yeah like i remember like uh during that airborne toxic event i was uh i was at a guy's house and and we were just like we were just drinking stout and being like how far do you think it's gone now and like because i have the weather app Mm -hmm. that tells me the particulate score yeah and we're like it was like 198 and i was like i bet it's down to 194 now what do you think then we place bets. Mm-hmm. And then we check. We just sat there drinking, all fucking fogged out of our minds. 
Just placing bets on how poisoned we were. Nice. So that was that was that was my time with the airborne toxic event. You know. You, so you didn't you didn't feel any effects whatsoever, but you were inside most of the time. You were just transitory. Yeah. I had a I had a full exposure. That's okay. I ended up feeling better uh, eventually in the week. That's good. Yeah, and by Friday, mm-hmm. I was completely ready for my first metal show. Hell yeah! That's right. Uh, Ian got me tickets to see Atheist and Cynic live at the sanctuary which was just like a it's just at the end of your street yeah (laughs) (laughs) which is pretty sweet like these are like big time bands these are big Mm -hmm. dick bands uh they walk around they 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 swing it around and um they go all over the world with their with their uh touring and with their stadiums and with their um money grubbing (laughs) managers (laughs) (laughs) These are real people. Um, how long have you been fans of Atheist and Cynic? Um, <clears throat> that's a good question. I want to say I discovered them like around about when I started college. So like, oh, five, oh, six. Okay. Ish. Okay. Uh, they were like at their peaks in the early 90s, but I was like, seven so you didn't go didn't there catch them on, on that time around but no you could have it's an all-ages show did you know that <laughs> yeah. it was an all-ages show yeah. <laughs> you could come by um so you discover them in college is that when you were getting into metal or was that just like oh i need i'm getting into this particular kind of metal now it's i was actually getting into prog at that time okay i had been into metal but it was like new metal it wasn't like Good metal. It was like Limp Biscuit. Well, yeah. I mean, we were down with the Nookie, <laughs> and then he went to Atheist. <laughs> I mean, I was uh, I was twelve in the the new metal time, right? So, like, yeah, I listened to Corn and Limp Biscuit and System of a Down and all that shit. Okay. Uh, but also branched into better bands like Tool and. The more I got into Tool, the more I got into like weird stuff with weird time signatures, and that kind of led me to Prague. And then as I discovered Prague, there's like progressive metal and technical death metal, and that's kind of how I got into Cynic and Atheist. Okay, okay. Which, what is your preferred band without thinking about the performance? Like, which one was like the big seller on that ticket for you? Um... Atheist probably was. I hadn't never nice. seen them live. Uh, I saw Cynic once back in uh, 09-ish. Okay. Was that a similar venue? It was at the Magic Stick. Okay. All right. I think so that's bigger, isn't it? It's a little bigger. A little bigger. Uh, they were touring with Devin Townsend and uh, Between the Buried and Me. I remember the headliner, them. I think. I didn't really like Between the Period and Me. We, we st- they were they, they were like a flash in the pan, weren't they? All the emails liked them with yeah, their sweet picking. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Like, the, the vocals really don't do it for me. It's kind of like whiny and emo-y. Yeah. The music's fine, but uh, we, we left when they were playing. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Stayed for the openers and left for the headliner. That's how it should be. <laughs> well, sometimes. <laughs> 
Like uh they they had openers. They had uh they had Recorruptor. Yeah. Got the name right this time. I've messed up their name a few times on the way there. <laughs> I call them Decorruptor. I call them Uncorruptor. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, it, this it cannot be Uncorruptor. No. That would imply that it's getting better. Yeah, that things are <laughs> that people are like starting to gain morals. <laughs> That is a thematic no-no in death metal, mm. is morality. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we saw Recorruptor, mm-hmm. and they were a fine band. Yeah, it was fun. Um, but we specifically decided to stay in your living room and drink during the first band that was playing. Yeah. A little band called Siphoned, because you showed me a picture of them, and it was literally just Hanson. <laughs> it was just like there was these children these blonde mm-hmm. children kind of like staring into the staring into the camera mm-hmm. and they had three songs and we were just like nah, we don't need to see children it's, it's <laughs> the same feeling you had with between the buried and me we don't yeah. need we don't need to deal with that i'm sure they're fine it's a good day i'm for sure them. they were a fine band you know that's what that's what the other openers said they were <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take their word for it. Yeah, you know. But uh, then we saw Recorruptor, and that would be my f- technically Recorruptor is my first uh, proper metal band I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, you know, because I think I've seen metal at like little battles of the bands in high school or something like that, mm-hmm. and like like little local shows, maybe some guys randomly being metal. Yeah, you know, doing the little double bass thing, but I've never seen a metal band until they started playing. So they were my, they broke my little cherry. <laughs> they just ravaged me. <laughs> <laughs> You've been recorrupted. I was re, I was corrupted for the first time, and then they played another song. I was recorrupted. <laughs> <laughs> the third song, I was like re re re, <laughs> corrupted. It's pretty good. It was it was fine, and like and like I was into them. I like and I was big. Like yeah, this is a great band. I never really thought of them as like a local band mm-hmm. until like until like the front man uh, during banter was revealing all this self consciousness. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like we just got done chanting "die, die, die, die," and he was just like. Okay, guys, I th- thank you for being such a good crowd and, you know, treating us like we're a real band and stuff like that. I mean, this is one of the biggest moments of my life. We didn't know if we'd be able to do it and stuff. And, like, you know, this is, I'm really touched right now. Anyways, this next song's called Anal Fisting an Angel. <laughs> <laughs> and then they start playing. Uh, so, like, that kind of, like, took me out of the trance a little bit. Mm-hmm. The self-conscious front man of... Uh, Recorruptor, but like uh, you know, I got right back into it. Yeah, you know, people were moshing all that, and that was it was a fine time. What did you think of Recorruptor? Were they were they up to your snuff? Were were did could you tell that they were like a like a like a local kind of band just from the music? No, I think they were uh, pretty good, pretty well. I can say well produced, but like I guess the mix was good. I don't know. The, the drums sounded really good. It, they sounded tight. Okay. They knew what they were doing. Yeah. Especially the guitarist on the left side of the yeah. stage. He was prepared. Like, I thought, like, there was, like, something in the venue there that, like, made it, made it this case. But 
apparently not because this was the only time this happened all night <laughs> but uh of the entire band there was one person whose hair was constantly being blown in the wind and everyone had long hair mm-hmm. and it was just the guitarist on the far left <laughs> <laughs> He apparently brought his own personal fan, and like mm-hmm. the hair was blowing, and he was just like, <laughs> just like jamming. Um, I feel like we should do that. Like yeah. I should grow my hair out, and uh, we should do like a live tour of Scott Cast, and like I'll have like a little fan that's just constantly blowing my hair back. Mm-hmm. You know, and then maybe you can grow your hair too. You can have nice long hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, and like your hair will be nice and stable. Or mm-hmm. do you want to have the long flowing hair? Yeah, uh, I mean, I just cut mine. You did. It, it, looks, it looks fresh. It does yeah. look fresh. So you just gave it a little shave. Mm-hmm. But maybe we can get you a wig. Maybe I'll grow my hair out. We'll cut it off and we'll give it to you. We'll make a wig out of it, and you can wear it. I feel like if I if I did have long hair, I would want to be that guy. I would want it to always be flowing in the yeah, wind. Yeah, exactly. Even if there's no wind. Especially when there's no wind. In a closed venue, very <laughs> small venue where everyone is clearly sweaty and, yeah. <laughs> and uncomfortable. This guy's just like... <laughs> he looks like he's like, just through the sheer strength of his metal. Mm-hmm. Like there's like a gust of wind and a cyclone forming about him. Yep. You know? So I liked him. 10 out of 10 for Recorrupture. Hell yeah. 10 out of 10. But then Atheist came on, and I was like, oh, this is what it, professional metal is like. Mm-hmm. And like, they, like, it was a fantastic band. The front man had charisma. He was an old folk. You could tell he was from the early 90s because all his bandmates looked like his children. <laughs> <laughs> they might have been. They might have been. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it was a fantastic show. I didn't understand a single song, and I didn't know any songs. Mm-hmm. Like, were you sitting there listening to Atheist being like, uh, oh, I hope they played this song, that song? Did you, were there, were there, did you have hopes on the set list? Um, <clears throat> I wouldn't say that I know, like, titles of songs, but I have a couple of their albums on CD, and I, and I have favorites, so I knew, like kind of what i wanted to hear and they played a lot of it okay they did okay yeah. good good because like i was i've never heard it before i've never i can't recognize a single thing so every single every single second of that show was like a novelty to me yeah and i couldn't i couldn't use my um metal intelligence my metal intelligence to tell where in the set i was mm-hmm. so like i was in this state of reverie where i was just lost to time <laughs> I've ever been it, lost a time. It sounds like a fun place to be. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good. It was a good experience. You know, like uh, basically the only things that kind of got me out of it were the crowd experience. Yeah. How how would you rate that crowd? What would you say? I, I would say the crowd was pretty uh, respectful. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you go to a metal show, you expect to get knocked around a little bit and it's sure. going to be sweaty and kind of gross but right and like that's check those boxes <laughs> yeah the endocrinology of this <laughs> is universal yeah but uh like no in my past experiences at metal shows there's always like one big dude that's just kind of an asshole mm-hmm. and he's like going around in the pit and like being an asshole 
like throwing elbows and shit. Okay. And so like that guy wasn't there. All right. All right. That's good. That's good. Um, I think, yeah, my first initiation into that, because they, they, they formed a mosh pit at Atheist, and we, we, we sat back during Recorruptor. We were by mm. the bar, tossing back Strohs and whiskeys, yeah, yeah. getting ready, getting loose. And um, for Atheist, though, we went right up to the front, right up to the front. Yeah. We were like maybe two, three rows behind people, you know, and it's just standing room kind of thing. So, yeah. so there were like two, three people ahead of us. Which so they were like means, five feet away from us. They were, yeah, yeah. You could see, you could you could count the hairs on his chinny chin chin <laughs> of Mister of Mister Atheist, the lead atheist, mm-hmm. the first person to not believe in in, in theology. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they were like, so we were like three, four people back, which also meant we were at the front and center um, edge. Of the mosh pit when it started. Yeah. You know, and the first time I realized that there was a mosh pit directly behind me was when a man just landed right on my back (laughs) and I can still feel where like my back cracked. It was like Mm -hmm. a chiropractor experience. Nice. I grew an inch (laughs) just from that. And uh, it was actually felt pretty good. I was like, it was, it was pretty all right. Yeah. A few notes I have about the the mosh experience were was like oh, it's like oh shit okay that happens, and like uh, if you're facing the stage like doing all right you know you know people don't like put you in mm-hmm. I had to like kind of stagger my stance so that I wouldn't like just like straight Get up pushed over yeah. like yeah face plant into the person <laughs> in front of me, um, try to keep my legs away from like the thing so no one would trip or anything but um, people kept like landing into me and then i noticed that there was a time where uh people weren't landing into me anymore Mm -hmm. and like maybe if there was it was just like a kind of a soft touch to the back and i look behind me and there was like this stalwart citizen defending us (laughs) (laughs) he was just like he was completely facing away from the stage just like pushing people away when they got near me and i was like yeah this random dude (laughs) um awesome (laughs) And like you were throwing some, you were throwing some fucking hands too. Just uh, you're yeah, you're doing some pushes, gentle pushes. Just yeah, you guide them away. Yeah. yeah, you weren't like like clocking people, but right. like like I looked back, I looked over and you were like like going like that, and I was like, all right, all right, all right. I see, I see the ethos of this place. Yeah, yeah. Look out for everybody. Yeah. So I was enjoying the show, and uh, you know, I had my I had my two hearted. In my hand, and then like the first time, that first crush where my back broke, mm-hmm. like like my two hundred just went everywhere. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it was like completely crushed can. So I was like, ah, fuck. <laughs> and um, and then like I was holding on to my crush can like the whole time, mm-hmm. and this this guy came up, like he was maybe six inches taller than me, a little heavier than me, mm-hmm. and, and he looks to me and he just. With his finger, he's like he's like this. Mm-hmm. He's just pointing up. Yeah, and I was like, "What? What?" And then he started like going Jesus pose and like falling backwards. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh fuck!" And then like so like I like me and like this like tiny girl <laughs> started like trying to lift this guy up and like I think that 
it was like the absolute minimum viable crowd to start crowd surfing in. There was like, yeah, it wasn't a very tight crowd, and like, like it took like a force of effort amongst everybody involved to like keep this guy airborne, and he did not stay airborne long. <laughs> And he must have came back like three or four times mm-hmm. <laughs> to the same people. <laughs> I'm just like, my man. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, do, do a little physiological math here. <laughs> um, have you ever crowd surfed? Did you ever? Uh, no. You ever, you ever I was, I was never interested in being lost into the air? Yeah. But like, I feel like of the people, like we we could have probably stayed up there for a while. We're fairly light individuals, true, you know, and and we're also long, mm-hmm. so like the mass distributes would be the weight, yeah, exactly sp- spread around. Um, we probably could have done it, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should have. You could have been on stage with none other none other than a man that doesn't have a theology. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been an experience, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so maybe we should have, you know, those kind of regrets. It's all right. Mm-hmm. Um, what yeah, else happened? I don't. Know. I don't. I don't. I, don't uh, I mean, like I said, everybody was looking out for everybody, but I don't necessarily trust a bunch of drunken strangers to like lift me up and hand me around and. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like for the most part, when I when I was involved with that, mm-hmm. like my main thing was just like, okay, you're up now, go away. Yeah. yeah up go away <laughs> i don't want to hold on to your ass <laughs> uh which reminds me this is the first time mm-hmm. in our entire friendship where i was around during a moment <laughs> ian with ian I don't know quite if this person was Ian, but I felt like... They were doing something. There was something involved in this person's physiology. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know... Maybe you could shed some light into the psychology of this crowd behavior, but, like, this lady in dreads, Mm -hmm. maybe four feet tall, like, uh... Like, kind of, like, like, sneaks ahead of us, and, like, Mm -hmm. like to this tiny pocket in front of us, Mm -hmm. us particularly. Yeah. And, like, she just starts, like, wildly going dancing and like she's like rubbing on people she's rubbing on us and shit her fucking dreads are like slopping around yeah you know like all soaked and shit (laughs) (laughs) yeah just like splashing (laughs) and like i'm just like oh hello okay and uh i i I talked to you and i'm just like it looks like we got an ian with ian here and, and like right after that, she's just like, "Oh, oh, oh okay." And then she she leaves. Mm-hmm. And I think to myself, "Oh my god, I ruined her night." <laughs> I called her out for Ian, mm-hmm. and then you reassured me. Nobody actually calls it Ian. Pretty sure they don't. You're pretty sure they don't. I imagine they like. Who came up with that? Was David the one who said Ian? I think I said I came up with it because it like kind of made sense but i don't think that's a term that people actually use okay what do they call it rolling they call it rolling we didn't say rolling so rolling or tripping tripping i don't know i don't i don't really intentionally hang out with people who 
or on ecstasy. It just happens sometimes. <laughs> it just happens sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's my first experience with a with a random ecstasy person. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, shunting themselves into one's vicinity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wonder though, because like she beelined for us. To do the dancing. She wanted to be in that specific spot. Very specific spot. Like, it was in front of the stage, but yeah. it wasn't the only spot in front of the stage. Yeah. And like, she, like, beeline for us, and then when she was done, she left. <laughs> <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't go to, like, an adjacent spot. Right. You know? She was just like, I'm going to go dance in front of these two pricks. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to leave. <laughs> yeah. What is it do you think about us? Do you think... Do you think there's something about you that brings these people in front? Like, do you, are you like a beacon of safety in a in a sea of danger? What, mm, what do you think? Maybe I'm. I'm. Uh, do you have vibes? Pretty unassuming and non-threatening. Is there a pheromonia going on? Like some sort of that only people at ecstasy can like detect. Maybe. Like you take ecstasy and like. Like the world is dark, but there's like Wasn't a bright that light. David came up with in a story. Pheromones? No, like specifically that someone had like uh, an ability to pick up on vibes. Maybe it was based on pheromones. I don't remember. The vibe like, checker? Yeah. Like a like a ability to vibe check? Maybe. Did he? I feel like maybe that was a thing he did. That doesn't sound like a David story. A David story is like, and then he can do 50 push-ups and mm-hmm. fly. And he can teleport with beer. I might be making stuff up. I don't know. Vibe checker. David, write in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, episode of... Yeah, he'll know exactly. Yep. He'll be like, you idiot, that was 14 minutes into episode 74. <laughs> <laughs> How did you forget that? <laughs> Listen to your fuck face. <laughs> um, what else was there? So that was that was about eight, that was about the atheist uh, experience. Did I miss mm. anything with they? Oh, there's the bassist who frightened me. Mm. The bassist for atheists frightened me. He kept telling people to circle pit. <laughs> <laughs> And like he looked, he looked mad. <laughs> so I was like, uh, "Should I be? Should I circle pit?" <laughs> you know. But that was fine. Uh, between sets, we got another beer, mm-hmm. and we came back, and I found none other than an old high school friend, Tom Pridemore. Mm-hmm. How? What did you think of old Tom? Uh, we didn't interact a ton, and it was loud, so I didn't. Uh... I mean, he seems nice enough from, like, the two seconds I talked to him. He has not changed whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, maybe he's, like, a little softer in, in like, a in like the greeting and uh, salutation kind of department. Mm-hmm. But in the, like, mid-conversation Tom mm-hmm. is the same exact Tom from high school. Mm-hmm. Tom is the guy... He's, like, my one of my first, like, alternative kind of goth friends mm-hmm. that I ever had. And, uh, like, I remember, like, it's, it's like, middle school, and we're on the bus, and, like, we're just, like, sitting there, and he's like, Scott, I'm like, what? I'm a demon. 
your demon. Yeah. All right. And he spends like the rest of the uh, bus ride convincing me he's a demon, even though I'm not like offering any pushback. Right. He's just like, I'm, I'm from hell. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I come to corrupt souls. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> stuff like that. And I'm like, all right, that's fine. <laughs> And if somehow they get uncorrupted, I re-corrupt them. I re-corrupt them. <laughs> I specialize in both corruption and re-corruption. I'm an all-around corrupter. <laughs> it is it is a wide <laughs> field corruption. Nice. Yeah. And uh, he was basically talking like the same same kind of smack at the at the show. Yeah. He was like, I don't know exactly what he's he was saying, but like he was like, he's like, you know, you know, the Virgin Mary burns in hell, <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that. Okay, just like straight up um, exorcist kind of quotes. Yeah, <laughs> I even like uh, like just last night I was just like, you know, I miss Tom. I'm gonna so I put on like the Pope's Exorcist. It's like this new exorcism movie. Mm-hmm. It stars Russell Crowe. Okay, and he's the Pope. He's he's the Pope's exorcist. Uh huh. And uh, so the Pope's a demon. No, no, he's just the exorcist hired by the Pope. I see. It's based on a true person. Mm. Uh, the person is uh, some guy who is like hired by the Pope to be an exorcist for Rome and stuff like that and okay. he became famous for like saying things like i have performed 90,000 exorcisms mm-hmm. in my life and uh apparently he just anything can be an exorcism <laughs> <laughs> like 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 you could do 100 exorcisms in a day just by like repeating hail marys in front of somebody cool. something like that so like he had a very loose definition of exorcism mm-hmm. but anyways i watched that movie and like just just to hear like the demon talk in yeah. the movie just so I could be like ah Tom <laughs> I miss Tom <laughs> Tom is one of those people born like already already corrupted already a demon and uh seems to be enjoying it he's thriving yeah you know he's all right <laughs> but um so yeah that that but yeah that Pope's exorcist movie it's supposed mm-hmm. to be based on a true story <laughs> and like but you get to like the end and spoiler alert, I guess, but like they're in like this they're in like this uh, catacomb beneath a church mm-hmm. and like these demons are coming at them and like they press like a cross to this naked bloody chick who's like a fucking demon and like the chick's like all, all of a sudden it engorges and like explodes and like blood covers everyone. And <laughs> <laughs> nice. the end is like based on a true story. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, uh, uh, Cardinal fucking Guillermo, whatever his name was, Gabriel <laughs> served till 2016, where he <laughs> died at 85. <laughs> so that was fun. That was fun. I got to ca- catch up with an old high school buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, when's the last time you met somebody from high school, man? How long has it been since? Hmm. You've met somebody because it's been forever since I fucking talked to somebody from high school. Yeah, maybe even at high school, pre-pandemic, pre-pandy at least. Yeah, 
Uh, yeah, I don't. I feel like I went to some other metal shows with a high school friend, like maybe 2018, 2019. We were talking about having a game night, but then pandemic happened and kind of lost touch again. <laughs> He's like, oh, all right. <laughs> Fuck that guy. That guy's bad luck. <laughs> all right. So yeah, because that was the first time I've I've met a high school met up with a high school friend in, uh, forever. So I was like, it was just a weird coincidence uh, to be like at the at the end of my kind of this current Hamtramck sojourn, and then oh, there's this guy from my deep past, and here mm-hmm. I am. It's everything's mixing together. Mm-hmm. It's like worlds colliding. It's like timelines Time converging. Lines, yeah. You know, what are you gonna do? And then the final band came up, Cynic. Mm-hmm. How'd you like Cynic? I had a good time. You had a good time? Yeah. Yeah, because like, we, we started watching Cynic together, and then the guy who's like the main mosher, I guess, the instigator, like... Yeah, I noticed you disappeared partway through, and I was like, well, I hope Scott's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, he, like the, like that guy, like, apparently, he, he tells me, he was like yelling in my ear. He was like, I came here for two hours away to see this show. And I was like, really? I live two minutes away. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and he was trying to get me to mosh with him and like mm. to start the, the circle pit up. And I was just like, man, I'm a, I'm a perimeter boy. I, st- <laughs> I, I'll, I'll be in the perimeter, but I, I'm not going to start the thing. And he was like, come on, man, come on, man. And, like, he had, like, he found this one other guy who was, like, willing to kind of start with them. Yeah. And, like, there was, like, a little space, like, right in front of us where, where like, they like kind of, like, it's kind of silly watching a mosh pit just starting because it's, like, they got two feet of room and it's, like, these two bros just kind of, like, you know, shouldering at each other. Mm-hmm. Like, just kind of, like, walking around. just like, like, eh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> And, like, there's, like, no room for any kind of momentum. And then, like, all of a sudden, like, I guess there was, like, some some guy really pushed some guy. And, like, I got tossed into a thing. And then, like, the whole thing kind of, everything started moving around. And I saw you running around in a circle like, with your arms going crazy at some point. I thought it was you. It wasn't me. I saw you in a moment, and I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> so I'm just, like, walk, I'm just, like, running around a circle like it's track. <laughs> 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 and at some point i like i kind of like see an opening to like leave and i just go there <laughs> and like like the pit kind of like so i kind of have like a view of the pit and like soon it di- it kind of dies down but like the circle is always there yeah and like there's this guy and this other guy that kind of started everything just kind of like still doing like that gentle kind of like <laughs> shoulder nudges in the middle and then it just turns out like you know they're at like a lawn show and they have all this room mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> watching cynic and like like they just like so much breathing space and that's when the guy comes up to me and he's just like man thank you so much for starting the circle with me man thank you so much i was like i didn't do anything <laughs> <laughs> i can swear to god i saw you running around in a circle of some kind must have been a demon or something must have been the demon <laughs> i guess someone possessed you or made me think that you were around yeah uh doing that and then uh 
Yeah, I don't know if it was uh, the dulling of my senses in the pit or what it was, but like Cynic didn't really fall as well on me as Atheist did. Mm. I enjoyed it just fine. But uh, but I kind of like, towards the end, I was just like, eh, I feel like I'm in the way. And like uh, I kind of retired to the back. Mm-hmm. And um, as soon as the crowd started coming towards me, I came back up and I, and I found you again. And like we were trying to go for an encore, but then the lights came on. Yeah, um, and that was the end of that end of that show. Mm-hmm. We retired back to your place and uh, told Eat Brown all about it. Mm-hmm. And I left, and I went to the taco store. And who should come in but the the entire Cynic band? Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm like a little too drunk, and I'm just <laughs> ordering tacos and churros. Uh, yeah, like settlement sticks, mm-hmm. and like there, there they were, just like you know, just all fucking polite and shit, <laughs> <laughs> just just eating at a big table. And that was my that was my first metal experience. Cool. Yeah, I was still hungry after everything, and I went to Steve's like ten minutes before it closed, and I bought Ben and Jerry's ice cream, <laughs> <laughs> cookies, cookies, and cookie dough. Nice. That's how I. That's how my day ended. That was a good day. It was a fine day. It's a fine day. You know, it was metal as hell. And I could see, I could see, I could see the metal culture. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think I'm ever gonna like be like driving around listening to atheist. But I think I will keep like some black t-shirts, like ready. Yeah. You know some. All sorts of stuff like that. I'm gonna get some like press on sleeve tattoos, <laughs> just ready. And mm-hmm. like, if I if there's ever a metal concert where I'm at, like maybe just for a little release, I'll go to the metal concert. You know, I'll lift some fat guy up into the crowd. You know, I'll see. If, I'll see if I can beacon over a bunch of ecstasy giant dancers. Yeah. You know, I'll do some head begging. I'll throw up. I'll throw up the little devil sign. Little devil horns. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll participate in the culture, and then at the end of the day, I'll leave. I'll take a shower. I'll shower off my tattoos, and and I'll put my colorful clothes back on. Have some ice cream and some tacos. Have some ice cream and tacos. <laughs> <laughs> and be like, that was a nice little sojourn into the world. Yeah, the world of metal. The world of metal. I'm a, a land I'll visit, but I don't know if I can live there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you had a good time. It was a great time. It was a wonderful time. I'd do it again. Is there another metal show in the next week? I don't think so. Let's go back. I mean, I'm sure there is, but not not one that I had uh, purchased tickets for or had interest in. Okay, let's just go. Yeah. Walk in. Mm-hmm. Walk real fast. <laughs> don't need to buy the tickets. Just like walk behind a fat guy as he comes in. A garrulous fat guy, tall and fat, garrulous, talkative. He goes in. He shows his ticket to the to the guy, and he says a bunch of stories. He starts telling stories to the doorman, and uh, as soon as he does that, like just slip in, just slip in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we can get in to metal show for free. That's free metal. We should just uh, just bring some amps. Just carry them in? Yeah, that would do it. <laughs> like, okay. I mean, obviously they're here for a reason. Right? 
I've got I got an amp I never use. Just there bring that in. Just leave it. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> you could sell it for like nothing, or you could exchange it for two tickets to a metal show. <laughs> People are like, "What's this shitty Fender amp doing here?" <laughs> Who here's trying to emulate? <laughs> so that was fine. And uh, I thought uh, for for the rest of the show, I've got a couple of items of metal news I'd like to get your opinion on, get okay. your thoughts on. A uh, little metal news, you know? I'm J and my D! Yeah! Got no real metal news sound effects. Metal. Let's see. Metal. <laughs> Good enough. Good enough. Um, here's a headline for you. Uh, tell me if this is metal on okay. a scale of 1 to 10. A waste disposal company sues uh, a hospital after it finds a torso stuck in with the recycling. <laughs> metal or not. <laughs> The torso and the recycling is pretty metal. That's what I think. Torso yeah. and recycling. Like, could you write a metal song about that? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I was fucking in a recycling plant. <laughs> I was melting the shit down. I was going really good sorting cans out and shit. And then there was a torso. <laughs> <laughs> it turned me on so much and then I was... I'm my D. <laughs> yeah. 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 Would you uh, would you be angry if you were sorting out plastic and then you found a torso? Cuz what do you do with the torso? I mean, you probably don't have Honestly, the torso is more recyclable than the plastic. <laughs> Compostable. Exactly. You know. But like I don't know, would you where would you compost? You know, it's like the plastic disposal facility doesn't have like a a compost. You just put it in, like like it, sometimes when I have find something that's recyclable, but I don't really have a way to do it. I'll mm-hmm. just throw it away. Yeah, like I don't have a I don't have a method to fucking get rid of this. I'm just I'm not gonna you're like come on <laughs> toss it. I wonder if that was like the experience behind like. The guy discovering the torso, like, what am I supposed to do with the torso? Just put it in the, just put it in the dumpster. Yeah. Guy who fucking collects the trash out of that dumpster every fucking month is just like, ah, another torso. How? That's my question, though. Is like, where did the torso come from? Yeah, torso, why valid, is it just a torso? That's a valid question. Comes out of hospital. Like, who, who's like, what ambulance is rushing in a torso? We gotta save this. <laughs> Oh, maybe uh, as an organ donor, they they used all the good stuff, and they're like, "Well, toss that out." Well, we got we got arms, legs, and a head donated to somebody. I don't know what to do with the rest. Yeah, <laughs> send it out. <laughs> all right. Let's see. What else is there to say about a torso found in, found in the plastic recycling? That's about that's about all, mm-hmm. all there is. Okay, so now I got another news item. 
Okay. That is, maybe it's not so metal. Maybe it is metal, but I'm I'm not too sure about metal. Um, so I'm going to go to the metal expert. Okay. If this is metal, there was there has recently been like a slate editorial, um, like a tell-all about one of the most libidinous companies to work for. Libidinous. Like, so, like, apparently if you work at this company, if you work, like, at one of these stores, yeah, you're probably fucking. And, like, if you go to one of those stores and shop at them, just look around at all the people working there, and, like, there's, like, a 90% chance that they've all fucked before. Every little combination you can make. Mm-hmm. Everyone's fucked everyone. Yeah. I think I know. I think I've seen this. Uh, oh, okay. I was about to say, I think I know, because <laughs> it's obvious. Personal experience, not. <laughs> it's obvious when you walk in there. What What are you thinking? It's uh, Trader Joe's. Yes, exactly it. <laughs> I mean, they've got to be, they're friendly for a reason, right? Yeah. It's because they're all going to get blowjobs later, I guess. They're all going to have, like, their twats diddled. Yeah. Um... And all that. Oh, I forgot we're doing that too. Yeah, but like, so what do you think? Um, what do you think causes them to? Have you ever sensed this camaraderie amongst the people? Have you ever? Sensed- I mean, there's like a there's like free love hippie vibes. Sure. In the store, is it metal? I don't think it's metal. It's not metal. No. Well, then fuck this topic. We got a better topic. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I've recently learned about Bosch's triptych. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful little painting um, in three parts. The first part is a fairly standard Adam and Eve scene. Second part is a giant orgy. And the third part is a vision of hell. Yeah. And I thought what we could do, I'm going to go get my computer, mm-hmm. is we're going to zoom in. And we're going to describe a bunch of acts we find in it. Cool. Want to do that? Sure. Let's do that. We're going to give you guys... And this is going to be like the audio visual portion of the show where we, through audio, give you visuals by describing things in detail. Yes. Right. Wait a minute. Let me go get it. Tell them the history of Bosch. I couldn't say all that much about it. Okay. <laughs> So here we have the painting. How like how would you describe this this style? Like it was painted in the year fifteen hundred. Yeah. Um it looks fairly sci fi, honestly. How would you describe that? It looks like uh Unicorns. It's like I don't know if our listeners are familiar with like medieval art. But they, uh, it was like very 2D and like. Yeah, the perspective is not quite yeah. right. So it's like between that and like uh, a more realistic kind of modern uh, art style, 
It almost has like some surreal elements in it as well, though. Oh yeah, like these like, uh, these animals look like they've only been described to this man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> so it's like quasi-realistic, but two-dimensional. Um, modern in that, like the colors are like bright and. Uh, Shading is like relatively realistic compared with like older medieval art. Yeah. Um, but like fantastical. Yeah. Sure. Like, like this is a weird platypus <laughs> duck creature reading a book. Yeah. <laughs> right now we're looking at the Garden of Eden, Garden of Eden segment. What is this creature right here? You see that guy in the right? Yeah. That's like a, uh, what would you? It's like a bird monster platypus with teeth eating a frog. Yeah. He's happy about it, too. You can tell. He's, he's smiling. You can tell. So, here we have, in this scene, the main humans. There's only three humans. Mm-hmm. Um, two naked humans and a, and a clothed human. And the clothed human... Only human with clothes in this entire painting. Yeah. The whole triptych. He's kind of looking at the... He's kind of looking at the person looking at the uh, painting like, uh, like... I don't know about... I don't know about this. this <laughs> I'm going to give it this my blessing, but I don't have... I don't have a good feeling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so it's definitely a standard Adam and Eve scene. It's mm-hmm. It's got fantastical elements it's got like all the different animals everything's in peace except for that frog um looks beautiful and then we get to the middle of the portrait here and there are a lot more humans and they are all fucking Uh, they've got all all well they've got like two three they have three humans three four three four types of humans Mm-hmm. They have the, the same like girl and guy over and over again. Mm-hmm. At least it looks like that to me. And then they have people who are apparently black people who are literally just black, <laughs> <laughs> like the color. Yeah. <laughs> and and they have they have the two genders of that, that that and that that and that. So it's like everyone looks basically the same. This in like. You can kind of tell there's like a Bacchanalian aspect to it mm-hmm. because everyone's naked and kind of very close to each other. They're all about to have sex. Nobody is hard. Yeah. In this entire painting. True. Yeah. That was frowned upon in this era, apparently, to show a hard cock. <laughs> have you ever seen a classical painting with a hard cock in it? I can't say I have. I would, I, I kind of want, I want to, I want to do some research into that. See, is there. Like a 600-plus-year-old painting mm-hmm. with hard cock. Mm. I'm going to Google it just real quick. Is there a 500-plus-year-old painting with hard cock? <laughs> Picasso. Eh. That doesn't count. Because like if he wrote, if he drew a hard cock, it'd be like an octagon, right? I mean, I know uh, 
Dolly's got stuff with boners, but they're like clothed figures. So it's like just a little bulge. Bulge? Yeah. Mm, I'm not seeing any. Is my safe search on? Safe search is I feel off. like there's uh, carvings with hard cocks. I don't know about paintings, though. This is a pretty good one. How would you describe this? That's uh, <clears throat> a lady riding a dick. But it's like a... <laughs> it's, that sounds much different than what it is. <laughs> yeah, but it's like a... a what, what, what's the word for that? Um, the dick is kind of like a it's like kindly horse-sized dragon. Yeah. It's like a... But it's just a shaft with a head and balls, little tail, ears, mm-hmm. and a little beard. Yeah. And a smile. So then that looks like it's like a marginalian thing. It's like in the middle. Flying penis monster from some random manuscript. Anyways, let's go back to uh, Borscht. Bosch? Bosch. <laughs> let's describe some things. Let's see. Tell me, tell me when we find something you want to describe. There it is. <laughs> what is this? That's, uh, that's a man getting some flowers stuffed in his ass. Yeah, this has to be the most explicit part of this whole painting, I think. I've I've looked it over thoroughly. Mm-hmm. But it is it is a man um on his hands and knees, uh head in the ground, and his ass is up in the air, and like there are flowers coming out of his asshole. Mm-hmm. And a a man is looks like he's readying to put another bit of flower into it. Yeah. And one thing I noticed is the stem of the flower he's about to put into the man's asshole Mm -hmm. is about four times as long as the other flowers, which suggests that the other flowers are deep in that asshole. (laughs) (laughs) That's a, a likely conclusion. Would you, yeah, would you, yeah. Based on the information we have, yeah. What do you think this says about um, uh, the year fifteen hundred? <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot more ass play than you'd imagine. I guess, yeah. Because, like, if that's the one thing. <laughs> Apparently, people were into like big fishes too. Yeah, this guy's just like the big sin is just like this is my fish. <laughs> 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 no, you can't have this fish. You're you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I love this fish. <laughs> Let's see. Lots of ass. Mm-hmm. Lots of ass. This is a pregnant lady. It's got to be a pregnant lady, right? Uh, could be. Yeah. Uh... She's the only person with that figure in the whole thing. I mean, a lot of this, it's hard to tell what's going on. It's just, like, bodies mushed together. One more thing for sure I want to cover. Here we go. So there's a guy. He's balancing (laughs) on one foot (laughs) on a horse, uh, upside down, trying to suck his own dick. (laughs) That's the only explanation for that That, image. That does seem to be what's going on, yeah. That's exactly what's going on. He's on one foot. Does he have a bird pulling something out of his ass, too? 
looks like the bird is either pulling something out of his ass or it has a very long beak that is about to go into the ass. Or at the most calm, uh, he is gazing longingly into the hole of the ass. Because it's, it's a direct line. Yeah. It's a direct line. And this man is definitely about to suck his own dick. Standing on one foot on horseback. Which, every single part of that is an impressive feat. Yeah. You could do one of those things uh, in isolation, and I would be like, that's impressive. Yeah. Standing on one foot, bending over. Impressive. Standing on a horse, impressive. Sucking your own dick, impressive. All at once, with a bird shoving a beak up your asshole. I mean, this is probably the most skilled person in this entire painting. And also there's like some weird mermaid siren kind of creatures. Yeah. It's hard to tell what they're about. Um, There are people kind of gathered around large pieces of fruit. Here's a group of people going into an egg. What's that deer doing back there? A deer looks like he's giving that man a massage. <laughs> <laughs> this man is sprawled out, uh, completely spread eagle on the grass, uh, face down, and there's this deer kind of just like, you know, softly, kind of kind of sniffing at the nape of his neck there, uh, hanging out. And he's all by himself just with the deer. Um, these two people are making out upside down. Uh, this is this might be one of the more explicit parts of the painting. It's in the middle in the middle of the little lake. He's getting finger banged. This guy is finger banging this lady, and this uh, other person of undetermined gender is just like shoving their ass right in front of it. Who knows what they're bending over doing? But yeah, there's this guy. He's reaching down, and uh, his hand is definitely in the genital area of this lady. Definitely some sexy time. Oh, got some interracial stuff there. Interracial, yeah. This guy's progressive, really. And here's a guy, he's he's taking a drink from a fountain that's like 60 feet above him. So, like, he's taking it right in the throat, too. <laughs> you know what that's a symbol of. So, yeah, this is the heaven part. Now we're going on to the inferno. <laughs> <laughs> but before that, we got to take a little, <laughs> a little uh, break. <laughs> On our way, we got three naked horsemen uh, kind of sharing a large fish with a bunny on top of it. This guy, it, like, the the range of time that this person worked on it that they give in the Wikipedia article is like 20 years. Yeah. This guy worked on this for 20 years. <laughs> and it looks like... I mean, he had to think a lot about uh, everything he wanted to include, you know? Yeah. Should I draw another person with their ass up? I should. I really should. So we go on to the Inferno, and they did this uh, study where they hooked up uh, a camera, like, above this painting. Mm -hmm. And they did eye tracking. Yeah. So they could see, like, what people were looking at. And apparently 80% of people, 80% of the gaze that was registered on this thing was focused on this part of the painting, the hellscape. Mm-hmm. It was like almost entirely on this side. Like, what do you what do you think that's about, man? You think it's because people have like this desire for metal shit? I think so, man. That's all it is. It's just metal. It's boring when it's all kitties and rainbows and 
fish fucking and stuff. Right? Fish fucking and standing on one foot on a horse sucking your own dick is boring. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to the metal. So, here we are at the metal section. We're going to start on the bottom here. Um, let's describe some stuff we see. Um, what do you see? What do you see here? Oh, what do I see here? Uh, guy's got his hand stabbed, and there's another hand stabbed through like a mongoose or something that's like fucking him. What is? I don't know what that is. Some sort of rat kind of creature, rat aardvark mongoose creature with human legs. Like choking, like choking this man. Him. Yeah. And everyone's naked, obviously, except for the rat mongoose man creature. Um, the the hand that's impaled up on the back of the rat mongoose man creature is balancing a single dice. Mm-hmm. And also another thing I kind of want to mention is like there are playing cards in the corner. A lot of like gambling imagery. The hand that's on the plate also. Seems to be the only one that's like in the same configuration as the clothed uh, deity figure in the garden. What do you mean? Go back to garden. Oh my god! He's got like the Jesus peace sign. Okay, and then like they t- ripped off that man's hand, and he's holding on to a dice. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! That's the same. That's a good eye right there. I was just looking at the fucking. <laughs> Let's see. Let's continue through uh, our journey in hell. He took a big gamble creating all these perverts. Yeah, he did. Did it pay off? Uh, nope. They're all going to hell. Like like the guy making Adam and Eve was just like, how horny should I make them? <laughs> um, it wouldn't hurt if I made them a little extra horny, right? <laughs> fucking two days later. Yeah. <laughs> Um, how about this right here in the corner, bottom right hand corner? Um, that's a pig in a nun habit, mm-hmm. making out with a man. Man does not want. Does not want. He's also getting pecked at by like a bird monster. Yeah. Yeah, like a knight's helm. Yeah. With a foot on it. Hanging off like a dismembered foot. Do you think that dismembered foot is part of that angel from the first it panel? Because be. it's because like if if that hand is supposed to be, see if we can find the rest of his body. Yeah, we're gonna we're, we're gonna search for the angel's <laughs> body in this vision of hell for the metal episode. Um, let's do wait, let's save that one for a little bit later. Uh, here's a heart. Um, attached, and it's like the classic kind of heart, where yeah. it's, where it's uh, you know like you would draw it for a Valentine, uh, impaled on a sword. It's kind of got that same gray tone, so I would call that the angel's heart, probably. Um, how would you describe this? Oh, hey, got a little demon ass play. Little demon ass play. Uh, this man's got some music coming out of his ass. Looks like <laughs> he's got music on or his ass transcribed coming out of his ass. on his ass. I don't know. The demon's reading the music on the ass for sure. And licking the asshole at the same time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's like a lot of musical instruments in this section. There's a lute with a harp and attached to it. There's some smart ass who's pointing at it. It's like, uh, you played play the wrong note, demon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta like, look at like right next to the crack. It's 4-4 four, four here. And then it goes <laughs> to the 
on the harp, we got a person kind of intertwined with with the strings. Mm-hmm. Strings going right through. Um, let's see. Let's see. It gets darker and darker as you go up further and further into hell. This is a weird thing. Yeah. That's the most detailed face in the entire painting is this this weird <clears throat> guy, this weird creature thing. Hmm. I don't know how to describe that. Well, he's like uh, a head connected to an egg with arms that are actually trees that are impaling the egg. Yeah. <laughs> And it's sure. got little guys in there doing something. I can't. Looks, they look pretty calm, honestly. They, yeah. This is probably the most calm part of the painting. It's there's these guys at this table, kind of hanging out. This this person here is looking bored, just yeah. looking over at everything. And there's somebody kind of like pouring a beer out of a barrel. Mm-hmm. This is all within the man's body, and the man is pretty happy too. He's pretty. He sm- looks fine. He's looks, calm. Looks smug. Is it the same? Not in distress. Is it the same face as the angel? No. No, not at all. Let's see. Moving on, moving on. We have a knight being attacked by little uh, lizard demons. Nice. Uh, a little impaling that's balancing on a large kitchen knife. We have this naked guy and this clothed guy kind of talking on a bench. It's kind of cool. This guy's skiing. A lot of skiing happening in the in the in the, in the hell. Mm-hmm. Frozen lake thing. I'm trying to figure out uh, how he's connected to that boat thing. He's like tied. His hands are tied between his legs. Yeah. Or is that coming out of his butt? I think it's tied between his legs. Yeah. Okay. And he's kind of like just balancing on a ski boat as it goes through. And there's a guy behind him skiing and naked. Oh, it looks like ice though. That one guy fell through. Yeah. Heading towards the uh, here's a guy like I think uh, in this painting, there's a lot more insertion, and it's yeah. always up the butt. You just had flowers up the butt in the last one, and now, now it's just all sorts of implements up the butt. Everyone's got some up a butt, like this guy, <laughs> very specifically. Is that a flute? Yes, he has a flute up his butt. Nice, and this guy's blowing real hard. All right, let's get to let's get to, to this guy. This is the most iconic, I think, imagery mm-hmm. in the entire thing. There's a lot to say, even just right here. So we got a large bird man sitting on a throne. Yeah, he is eating a man. Uh, the man is maybe torso deep into this bird man's throat, mm-hmm. uh, and there are. There are crows and black smoke coming out of his ass. Yep. This is all accurate. Uh, You look down beneath the Birdman's throne, and he's kind of like shitting people Mm -hmm. out of a blue sack. Yep. And the blue sack is falling into a hole where there are people kind of like stuck in a dark, like lower level of hell. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's a guy kind of puking into the hole, and he's pretty happy about it. And there's another guy, like, shitting coins into the hole. Yep. What do you think this symbolizes? (laughs) Uh, I'm sure there's some symbolism. I can't quite 
figure it out. Like, someone took 20 years to make this. There's got mm-hmm. to be a meaning. What is he trying to say? It's hard to say. I guess that people are just big sacks of shit. <laughs> you like to frolic around naked and blow yourself on a horse? Well, guess what? You're going to get hit by a bird man shat out into a hole. <laughs> <laughs> it's right there in the good book. <laughs> Even after you get shat out, you get shat on and puked on some more. Yeah. Obviously. Haven't you read Matthew? He's a buddy. He looks pretty chill. He's hanging out. He's, he's having a good time. He's just carrying around a little uh, spear. Yeah. Being like, oh, what's up? I don't see any more body parts from our favorite angel. I think, unless this is ice, in mm-hmm. which case this head is a head. Yeah. Yeah. Just there. When you get up to the top, it's like, you could tell it's like a much more vast landscape than the previous landscape. Because mm-hmm. you could see way far into the distance and it gets very dark with little flying creatures and uh, hellish things and tiny minuscule objects and little armies, little naked people. Uh, let's see, is there anything really cool? Like that's like kind of hidden in the background here. It's hard to tell. It's too far in the distance. Yeah, you can't really see any detail. Definitely like a, a legions of demons kind of situation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I wonder who that guy What's is. What's that little bird man on top of the guy? Yeah. His little hat. He just. He looks kind of happy. This guy. He's just hand in hand with that naked dude. Strong. Yeah. Bring them around. Walk around the circle, little naked man, and then I'm going to put my beak in your butt. This guy's playing the flute right at this asshole. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, check this out. Oh, here we go. This is a good one. Look at that. This guy's got a very long stick with like a big bulbous poker. Mm. And this guy's like riding, I think it's a lady. Yeah. Like a horse. And the bulbous poker is going right towards the butthole. Right towards it. So yeah, very hellish. Wonderful. Wonderful painting. I would hang this in my house just to see what people would do. <laughs> see what people would say. Yeah. You said your you said your wife has a dress that's made out of this. I th- I believe so. Believe so. Yeah. What do you mean you believe so? Like it could be another painting of a hellish <laughs> landscape with a bunch of birds shoving things up people's ass. I mean, I'm pretty sure. Is this a whole genre? I'm pretty sure there's like, uh, it's a reversible thing and there's like hell on one side and like the, I don't know which other panel on, on the other side. It might be the one where everybody's fucking. It's gotta know. be that one. That's yeah. a more interesting one. That's what I would do at least. All right, man. I think it's time. It's time we asked for this middle episode. Mm-hmm. What did we learn today? Should we start with you, since it was your, your first metal experience? I learned that, that metal is a cathartic experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, I learned that in order to appreciate metal, you don't have to do any homework. It's not like D&D. Yeah. It's like the opposite of D&D. You just show up, uh, and 
you let yourself get taken in by the sound waves and the crowd and and the, and you shove that person right back into the pit or you shove them right back on top of a crowd mm-hmm. you make that little fucking four foot girl dance and deal with the fat man <laughs> <laughs> and uh you you enjoy metal yeah you know uh it's a good show to go to just go to a metal show mm-hmm. i suggest everyone go to a metal show at least once in their life yeah that's what i've learned today what have you learned um i mean i've uh it's all kind of in your wheelhouse yeah i've been a uh a patron of the metal arts for a while here so i don't know if i learned anything new but i i guess uh it reinforced like uh being in the moment just uh enjoying things as they come and not being afraid to confront the darker sides of our world right what's the worst that's gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> just like you know bird torture yeah. getting strung up into a harp being... but like if you're uh you're gonna go stick your head in the sand somebody's gonna put something up your butt so it's better to know what's coming yeah that's true (laughs) yeah it's inevitable like we've all cavorted about naked on horses sucking our own dicks right but we gotta know the consequences that we're gonna end up inside the torso of a of a weird tree man that's smiling smirking back at us and or shat out of a bird's asshole into a hole where we are further shat upon by further people yeah and also puked. Also, gambling is bad. <laughs> <laughs> Don't play cards. Yep. <laughs> All right, man. I think uh, I think this does it for this episode. If you've enjoyed metal, uh, if you've enjoyed this episode, uh, let us know. Sound good? Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Let's do this. All right, thank you. Hear from us at the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast. We bid the adieu. See you later, Scottcastigators. All hail, Scottcast. Glory be to Scottcast. <laughs> <laughs>